Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Puckworms podcast. Special release today, a little fun uh, bonus segment here that we're releasing uh, to celebrate the Heritage Classic that's coming up this Sunday evening, uh, very early on in the season, this great uh, Canadian tradition. They they don't do it every year. They do it every couple of years. I, th- I believe this is the seventh installment of the Heritage Classic, uh, and it's a, the Great Battle of Alberta between Calgary and Edmonton. Um, and it's not really the, the, the teams aren't really going along as, as you might expect as, as far as the quality of play so far, but we'll talk about all of it. It should be really, really fun. Um, good to see you this afternoon, Anthony, for a brief little stint here, uh, before we do our full episode, uh, later in, in a few days, but, uh, interesting to have an outdoor game this early. It's not even November yet, but I'm, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and and yet the weather is going to cooperate. It would seem. Yeah. Um, considering where the venue is in in I believe it's in Edmonton. So, yes. Um. Yeah. That that's pretty crazy. Uh, and we'll see what happens, of course. But yeah, good to just good to see you, Sam. And outdoor hockey is it's back. Pond hockey season is back. I guess. Oh, I love, yeah, I love it. Yeah, you said it. The, uh, the I checked the weather in Edmonton. There is no concern whatsoever about it not being cold enough. It snowed today in Edmonton. Um, it's actually going to be relatively warm on for, for the game on Sunday. 36 degrees with some sunshine, but the game will be starting 5 o'clock uh, local time, so I assume the sun, the sunlight on the ice won't be a problem, um, hopefully, but... Um, it will be cold. It will be in the 30s, uh, if not colder, once the sun drops. And um, let's just uh, get started. Right. Let's talk, just talk about the actual teams. We'll get to some of the other uh, festive, you know, stuff later on. But um, boy, this Edmonton. It feels like all of Edmonton is just burning to the ground right now with the 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 the, the chaos and the disaster of a start that they've had. Obviously, McDavid has missed the last couple of games. Um, and they've lost both of those, but even before McDavid got injured, they still were one in three. And then they blew the two goal lead against Winnipeg, um, before McDavid left the game, blowout losses. Uh, it's been really, really ugly. They are massively in need of a win here. And, and, and especially in their home city against their rivals, um, in an outdoor stage like this. Yeah, obviously has not been the season that Edmonton fans, had envisioned uh, mo- moving after last year, and that that is a, the direction that this has been going ever since Mc, even before McDavid got hurt. But I mean, the salary cap issues that Edmonton has had are kind of sort of limiting their flexibility right now because it's not an LTI injury to McDavid; they have to play short, um, short on cap space and and bodies even too. And as a result, they've lost four in a row now uh, as they head into this battle of Alberta, a real barn burner coming up between two of the best teams in the league so far, Sam not uh, in Edmonton and Calgary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one five and one is most certainly not ideal for the Oilers. Yeah. They're, they're second to last in the Western conference right now. I mean, like the division, it almost feels like the division is over at this point, to be honest. I mean, I know there's a long way to go, but holy cow, they're, what are they? They're, they're 11 points behind the Golden Knights, I think, who are 7-0-0. And I mean, like, I think at this point, if I'm a Oilers fan, like, I just get back to 500, you know, get back above the watermark and, 
get you know start worrying about getting back into the playoffs here because this has been it's been really ugly. Um, they have done a terrible job keeping the puck out of their own net. They are thirtieth uh, in the league in defense so far, giving up four point two nine goals per game. They're not scoring either. Uh, their offense is 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 scoring two point four three goals per game, which I think is is twenty sixth. It's definitely bottom ten. Um, we don't know yet if McDavid is going to play. Uh, he, it's, it's not been decided. Um, you know, he was ruled out one to two weeks when he initially got injured. I think they said he's making some progress. We all really hope he plays just for the entertainment value of this game. But if he doesn't, um, I mean, what do the Oilers need to do? It's looked really bad in two games without him. Just as bad, if not worse, as it did before he got injured. And and it's really, there's no more impactful player, obviously, in the entire NHL. Honestly, I think that the Oilers have to switch up their tactics a little bit. Because, you know, offense, offense, offense can get you maybe to, like, the, the, the good job in the regular season. Get your seeding in the playoffs, whatever, whatever. But you without McDavid in the lineup, then... The offense takes such a hit. Dreisaitl, while he's trying his hardest, can't carry a team all by himself. And that's kind of what he's been asked to do so far to start this season. And this is a team that really hasn't shown much interest in playing defense as it is anyway. But now, now that McDavid's out, you got to switch up the tactics here a little bit. You think you have to lean into the de- defensive side a little bit more. The high-end skill and high-end talent that you have is enough to put the puck in the back of the net some of the time but at some point here they gotta look inward at their team defense here and put a little bit more of a concerted effort into that because uh you're not going to win track meets every single game and that's what Edmonton's tried to do so far yeah um I I agree um Unfortunately, I'm not sure if they have the personnel to lean into the defensive game. Uh, Matias, I mean, that's been something we've talked about for the Oilers for ages, it feels like. Matias Ekholm is really good defensively, but uh, Bouchard has been a total liability so far. My take on him has aged very poorly so far in this season, as I predicted him to be a Norris Trophy. Did I say winner, finalist? I can't remember what I said, but it's looking really bad so far. Um you know, Darnell Nurse is like fine. Like they just the personnel. Dry doesn't love playing defense. We know that they're going to have to figure it out, and they're going to still still need goaltending. You know, the goaltending isn't one hundred percent solid for them either yet. We know Stuart Skinner had a good, a really good rookie season last year, rookie of the year finalist. But um, you know, he's not a proven good NHL starter yet. And Jack Campbell still has all sorts of problems in his own right for how much money he's getting. Um, I think this is going to, you know, I I really just think, I think you're right. I think they have to lean into the defensive side more without McDavid. And I think other guys just have to step up. Like, I think it, you know, they, they no longer are able to rely on McDavid to just come in and save the day. Uh, you know, guys like Nugent Hopkins, who, you know, I really haven't heard a ton from him so far this season, to be honest, Zach Hyman. Uh, need to see guys like him step up. Evander Kane, like like these guys, need to find a way to work cohesively as as a group and figure out how to keep this thing at least on the rails until McDavid can get back. Obviously, he does. If he does play in this game, that changes everything. Then obviously they can do the they they can be back to the old run and gun Oilers and 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 hopefully they can get the ship turned around. Um, but, but we can't make any assumptions that that is going to happen. Um, and God, this team is, it's second worst in the, in the conference right now. 
this is truly desperation time um, at this point. Uh, let's talk about the Flames a little bit because they're they're not off to a good start either. But it's a little different with them because they are not you know they weren't a Western Conference favorite like the Oilers were, um, but still a disappointing start so far. They are uh, they are two and five, uh, I believe, or no two. Two five and one is are the Flames, and their uh, their defense has not been good either. Twenty fifth in the league, but their offense has been really bad at twenty ninth, two point one three goals per game. Uh, Huberto still not producing like they hoped. Um, you know, Rasmus Anderson just recently got suspended for a bad hit. Uh, the, the, the defenseman on um, uh, against Columbus, and uh, they just their offensive players are not performing how they would have expected. And they don't really have any elite goal scorers on this team. It's been a struggle offensively. Yeah, Andrew Mangiapane is their leading goal scorer right yeah. now. Three goals uh, and three assists, and obviously you can't have that. And I think, I think clear, clearly we have a winner of this Matthew Kachuk trade. Uh, and oh it's, God, it's yes. gotta be gotta be Florida uh, at that at that point. I mean, I think they got off of Huberto at just the right time. Either that or Huberto is just in a completely horrible system for his uh his talents but i mean huberto has not been impressive so far with calgary at all this year and that's been a real problem for him that's basically the centerpiece of that trade for matthew kachuk is getting jonathan huberto who they signed to a really large extension right after and he has not lived up to that at all so far and he's going to be the guy that's supposed to drive the play for that for that uh, Calgary squad and it just isn't happening um Elias yeah. Lindholm is struggling uh is struggling as well defensively I think uh as well so there, there's just so many areas of this team that is going wrong but then again um well also Nazem Kadri has one point through eight games in yeah his he has time. not been what they signed up been, for either he has also been very bad so but again to, the, to that extent though like we kind of expected this like the Oilers or the the Flames were supposed to not be great I don't think either of them put us either of us put them in the playoffs this year so I mean this isn't exactly the largest surprise but it's still a still a talented roster that's probably that's playing below I think their talent level right now yeah I I agree um so I think there's a lot of pressure on both of these teams in this game but definitely more so the Oilers this game has a it's it's weird. This game has a you know it, it's going to be played on October 29th. We're we're barely even, you know, we we're like what, two and a half weeks into the regular season. Already, I feel like this game feels like a massively significant game. I know it's only one of 82, but just the way that this is setting up the the bad starts on both sides disaster start with Edmonton and McDavid injured. And now there's this huge rivalry game, big time national stage in Canada, their huge outdoor heritage classic event, you know, against another team in Calgary that's struggling. This feels like all of a sudden this just has turned into this enormous high anxiety, huge game that like, it just emotionally feels like it's going to be a massive swing. Like, like whoever wins this game could try to build on this as far as morale goes and, and get it turned around. It's it's only one of 82 in October, but it feels like we're all of a sudden we've been thrust into like a huge, like emotional swing situation here with this game. Like I'm feeling some anxiety with this game for both of these cities. Yeah. I mean, of course the fact of the matter too, is that it's a, it's a rivalry too. And yeah. that should help get the juices flowing. Like we, we know how, what these two teams think of each other. Um, obviously can't stand each other. So, I mean, 
that also kind of adds to the spectacle too. And I, I think it, I think it's a little bit too early. I'll be the voice of reason here. I think it's a little bit too early to be calling. You always are. You calling always things are. must win and the biggest game of the year to, <laughs> and all that stuff. But um, it is still a big game. Like I, I agree with you, and I think a team could take this and, and build off. I, I mean, I don't think it's the death blow for especially the Oilers either way. I mean, the Oilers have enough talent to, to turn it around and we saw how hot they got at the end of the regular season last year. They they ended they what did they win like 18 of 19 to close out the year. Edmonton did or something stupid crazy like that. So yeah. um we know that they're capable of getting hot and capable of getting on a run. So and, and we'll see, but um this game is still meaningful and it's obviously a big stage in Canada, of course, and it'll be televised here in the u.s as well so uh it's gonna be a good one yeah uh no doubt you know you're right this is not necessarily the biggest game of the season standings wise but in terms of memorability uh bragging rights just like this game will be remembered and just the size of the spectacle especially in canada i feel like the heritage classic is not talked about in the united states it's always canadian teams it's always in canada but this i I, this is a really big deal especially out in alberta like this is uh this this game if not necessarily you know in the standings being incredibly significant but just the the symbolic and emotional aspects of this game combined with the poor starts of both teams and the pressure being felt, especially in Edmonton right now, uh, and the rivalry to me makes this really huge and and potentially really memorable. Um, It might, uh, you know, it's during football on Sunday, but I'm probably going to be watching this game to be out. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. We'll see how the Bears game go. The the Bears, uh, you know, not not necessarily the most compelling watch these days. so, all right, let's talk about some of the fun stuff. You know, these outdoor games, there's always some some fun aspects. We already talked the weather. It says a high of 36 right now, partly cloudy, so I think there will be some sun. It starts 5 o'clock local time in Edmonton, so the sun should be down enough where the rink is covered in shadows as long as it doesn't get too cracked up uh, during the day. Um, and once the sun dips down, it could get a little chilly, you know, in the, in the low 30s. Um, but pretty ordinary weather. It's a cool venue. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the venue yet, but it's at the, uh, I think they call it the Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Uh, it is the biggest, uh, it is the biggest open air stadium in Canada. Um, it's, it's, I think it's often used for Canadian league, uh, Canadian football league games, but like it's, it's used for, for multiple things. Uh, it, it has a capacity of 56,400. Um, so it'll be a nice big crowd in Edmonton, uh, and and so that'll be that'll be very exciting as well. Yeah, that that's a cool looking stadium actually. I'm just now looking at it. Um, yeah, that'll that that looks that looks like it'll be fun. Uh, it has sort of a college football look to it. I think. Yeah, it does. It does. I agree. I agree. And nobody yeah. ever said that playing hockey in a college stadium was bad. That's for sure. So no, definitely I, not. I, I, I think this this will be cool. Uh, that's a good looking venue. The view is fantastic too. Um, if I'm if I'm looking at some of these photos correctly as well, there's some really cool like little air little places that you can see stuff. Just a good place to have a stadium. I feel like yeah, and, uh, have a hockey game. I guess this weekend should be fun. Yeah, uh, I agree. And um, 
No, the, yeah, it is kind of like it looks like there's some trees around there. I mean, Edmonton, it's cold, but it's got to be gorgeous. I mean, it's like it's it's almost like Arctic. It's so far north, like there's just gonna be pines and like you know lakes and um, very very cool spot there. Um, the uniforms are awesome. I don't know if you've looked at them yet. I think that they're spectacular. Uh, you've got Calgary. Calgary's uniforms look similar to their road uniforms, a little bit less of the yellow orange and more red striping. And the the logo is not just it's not just the red sea. It's actually a red circle with the white flamed sea in the middle and and the words Calgary Flames around it. Um, very cool looking stuff. And the red helmets are always old school to wear the the dark colored helmets with the road uniforms. Uh, so very cool for for Calgary. Edmonton's it the, the also awesome to me. It's it's like a, a royal blue, s- same colors as their usual uniforms, but the the color scheme is a little bit different. The white is an off white type of cream. In fact, I think both uniforms are kind of like an off white or older type of white. And the Oilers' uh, crest it's it's this curved like banner that says Edmonton Oilers on it, um, and and the banner itself is off white and then in the middle of that there's a white outlined by orange oil drop which has the player number in it um so it's like for mcdavid it'll be this oil drop with the number 97 in blue in the middle of it uh combine that with the fact that the gloves and pants are this old tan brown color that make them look like they're made of leather um very very cool old stuff here it looks like these these Oilers uniforms were sort of um, modeled off of or inspired by an old Edmonton Mercury's team um, in 1952 that that won uh, the gold medal in the Olympics. And the Flames are modeled off of the Calgary Stampedes from the 50s and 60s. Um, so I love the uniforms. To me, are spectacular. I don't. I don't know what you think. I think they're great no i agree except the only thing for me that kind of i wish wasn't like i understand what they're going for edmonton at least with the kind of wheat colored you know leather looking breezers and yeah and gloves but they don't go with the color scheme at all <laughs> so if they just if they made that blue and like just kept that the same color like uniform you're looking at two incredible jerseys i just i don't like that they felt the need to force the kind of leather breezers and um and gloves in there because otherwise that would look phenomenal in my opinion but i I, yeah that's that's what keeps it from being a 10 out of 10 for me it's like an 8 out of a 10 because of that i i get that but i think that's kind of the point like i they're trying to make it look like this is a hundred years ago like they used to have literally leather gloves and like leather pants and it didn't matter what color the uniforms were, like everything, they just wore leather. So like it, it back in the day, it didn't used to match. I think, I just love, I think there's this great vintage old look to it where it's like just this brown leathery look, you know, coupled with the the nice looking uniforms. I, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I, I, I appreciate that aspect of it. I, I think I, I do give it a 10. I give both of them a 10 out of 10 to be honest, but I, I get, you know, I, I, I understand the idea that blue might be better. Um, but, uh, all right, well, we're uh, I think we're getting pretty close to wrap up here. That was a fun little preview. I think we should give some predictions for this game. I know it, it's very hard to make a prediction not knowing whether the best player in the world is going to play. 
but uh, we'll do our best. Do you have uh, you have any predictions, Anthony, or any uh, little like like picks in this game? Um, let's see. I think that Dry is going to score a goal, um, and I think that Edmonton's going to lose. I think it's just becoming it's that kind of season for them so far. I, I'm I'm going basing this off of McDavid probably not playing. Yeah. Um, I cause it it doesn't feel like he's going to play. Um, obviously it'd be great if he did, but the, they were saying like one to two weeks or something like yeah. less than a week ago. So I mean, yeah, I I don't think he's gonna play. So I think if Calgary is gonna win, that's my prediction. But Drysaddle is gonna score. You got You got to score. You got to score to toss out uh, there. Let's go three two two. We'll go three two. All right. All right. I think. I agree. It seems like Calgary's, or it seems like McDavid's not going to play. If McDavid does not play, I will predict Calgary to win. I think the disaster continues for Edmonton. They lose this game in their hometown against the rivals in the outdoor spectacle. I think the score will be four to two. I'll say four to two Calgary. Um, and I, I'll, I think Drysaddle is going to have a big day no matter who plays or what happens. I think Drysaddle will factor in both of the goals, probably a goal and an assist, a goal and an assist or something. So big day for Drysaddle. Edmonton loses four to two. If McDavid plays, I think Edmonton wins. But but my official prediction is four to two Calgary because I don't feel like McDavid's going to play. Um, that's uh, I think that's just about going to wrap up this show here. Uh, this this brief little special release. Um, Real quick, uh, sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to, uh, we want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Uh, having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash worms, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, which can be found in this uh, this episode's description, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. And we know that this game is pretty big this weekend. It could be pretty fun to... Uh, to throw some prop bets on this game. Both Anthony and I like Leon Dreisaitl. So maybe you can fade us or, 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 or piggyback off us, whatever we want to do. But this is these outdoor games will be fun to bet on for sure. Um, so if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com slash worms. Again, that link can be found in the description of this episode. Um, and that's about going to do it for this special release preview of the Heritage Classic. Uh, we will be back after, probably after the Heritage Classic next week, most likely Monday, possibly Sunday night, um, to, you know, do our full show and recap that game. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, be sure to come back and catch the next show and we will catch you next time.